Hey everybody, before we get started, this podcast is made possible with Anchor. Anchor is an amazing, easy to use application for anyone wanting to reach your audience and grow your brand. Now, as a publisher, I strongly recommend that if you've written a book, you need to have a podcast. Anchor allows you to record, edit, and publish professional podcasts, and they will push it out to any podcast platform that you like. That includes Spotify, Apple, Overcast, you name it. So download your Anchor app on your Apple App Store or your Google Play Store today. Hello and welcome to the next episode of The Right Change, where we believe writers change the world. Today we talk with authors Billy and Yolanda Jackson about their book, I the Wed. Enjoy. This episode of The Right Change was brought to you by Truvine Publishing Company. If you're ready to write your book but don't know where to start, we have the plan for you. With our beginner's publishing plan, we will give you the writing support you need to quickly complete a publishable manuscript. We will provide you marketing and sales support training. We will give you access to our Truvine Success Accountability Team. And we will produce a quality book with hard copies and ebooks with global distribution. Call us today at 615-44-BOOKS or visit our website www.truvinepublishing.org. How you doing? Good to be here. Good to be here. <laughs> yes, we're glad to be here today. Thanks for having us today. Well, thank you for being on. Uh, Billy, I, I, I haven't personally met you, but I grew up with Yolanda. We, we grew up on the same streets, running the same, you know, on the same uh, bus stops. And uh, so I've known her <laughs> all my life. Uh, so it's definitely uh, an honor to have you both on the show. Uh, uh, Glad to be here, brother. Yeah, absolutely. I did uh, purchase your book as well. And uh, so I'm excited to have you both on the show to talk to our audience about your book and your topic about marriage. This The, the podcast is, um, is entitled The Right Change because I believe writers change the world. If we can change mm. one person's life, we don't know how they impact the the greater scheme of all things. And so with books like yours that change marriages, I mean, you know, it's just to me uh, obvious that that you all are world-changing authors. And so I'm glad to have you all on the show. Great, we're glad to be here as well. Awesome, awesome. So tell us a little bit about yourself. I know, look, I know we're about to have some fun, but. Tell us a little bit about yourselves, um, your names, and and and, uh, and and just talk to our audience about you know your book and how you actually came to write that book. Okay, absolutely. Well, we are Billy and Yolanda Jackson of Live in Peace Ministries LLC. Uh, our ministry, uh, which is focusing on, I would say, our mission is really to change the world. 
one couple or even at many times one spouse at a time. Mm. And we're doing that by helping them grow in their relationship with God and each other while building a legacy through real estate. Yeah. So we really focus on marriage and real estate. And um, so it all began back in the day. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it all began through, unfortunately, um, the destruction of our marriage. It was just about to fall to pieces. And I believe many people may have had missions and purposes that birth out of pain. So this is, you know, may not, may not be new to some people, but for us, you definitely wasn't going to catch us speaking, talking, preaching, teaching about anything about marriage because <laughs> our story is not uh, the pretty. way. You, yeah, right. It's not pretty. It's not pretty. the way you're supposed to do it. Anything. Okay. So we both came from um, divorce situations. That's red check number one. <laughs> we both came from divorce situations. Wanted to, to try love again. Um, Billy was more eager to try the marriage thing again than myself, uh, but I eventually got on board. It was like, okay, we're going to do this thing with red flags already being shown in our marriage. I brought a lot of weight of pain, emotional pain uh, from my previous situation. He brought an addiction to the marriage and then we mixed that together. Plus wow. at that time, three children. Wow. And so when we got married, 31st, 2007, we just celebrated. I know I got it right. You know, he used to keep up with the dates, but I got it right. I'm so proud. Anyway, we've been married 14 years and um, a year into our marriage, we had a son. So that totally, we have four children together. And so um, blending that the kids, blending our own mindsets of what we thought marriage was going to be, we knew we loved each other, but we had some issues, mm -hmm. right? So we continued to navigate the years and try to work things out. And it just wasn't clicking. I was really fed up with his addiction. He actually is, uh, had been facing a 20 plus year alcohol addiction mm -hmm. that I thought wasn't serious as it was. One thing about it, when you get married, things get amplified. Mm -hmm. So you see things closer that you may have saw at first, but your eyes really open up to it. Right. And so, and I had a lot of issues with uh, control, um, issues with selfishness, just like if it wasn't my way, it wasn't going to be. I mean, it's just what it was because yeah, so. I wasn't going to put myself again in that vulnerable places I was before. Yeah, yeah. So Yolanda brought in fireworks. I brought in dynamite and we put everything <laughs> in the house and they just started popping off floating, everywhere. It's pop just it popping off, off everywhere. Right. Just pop it off. Crazy. So put a bottle of vodka on top of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, just like yep. popping off. Now we knew how to keep face. I'm a preacher's kid. I know how to keep an image. So no one knew the struggles that we had. We were just two good looking people, as people would say, who were just rolling like, you know, we were good. Right. But there's so many people that struggle in silence. That's a real thing. And I kind of know what that is being a preacher's kid, because as a preacher's kid, I was always expected to live up to a certain image, look, uh, so no one knew anything that would, could go wrong or is going wrong or was going wrong in a house, right? right? It's just what it was. And so, um, but I got to the point where I couldn't take it anymore. I was just like suffering and almost suffocating in the situation. I was at the height of my career at that time. And you thought you would think I would be happy and pleased and at peace because it's what I prayed for, mm -hmm. but I wasn't not even there. It's like I couldn't even grow any further in the career I was in. And then my marriage was rocky and roller coaster. I was like, oh no, I can't take this no more. So that's when I went on a sabbatical, 
and I just had to have some time alone with God because I knew enough about the word that if I get some time with the Lord, then he could really do a great work in me. Right. And from that moment is when I had my real come to Jesus experience. And that was in my 30s. You know, you think I would have known better. I got my air quotes up, known better by then. Um, but I didn't. I mean, because I realized that this walk with the Lord is a personal walk. It's not a, you know, you can't make it off daddy and grandmama them faith. Right. You know, we live on a lot of their prayers, thank God. But their faith, you, it's a personal walk. So once I had that experience, that's when I really surrendered and let go of trying to have that control, let go of trying to control what he was doing and what wasn't happening, behaviors and attitudes of our children and all of that. And so that's when I surrendered to God and said, God, whatever you want me to do, I'll do. And I just said yes to the Lord. Mm -hmm. And so the Lord spoke clearly to me to start preaching the word and I was like okay hold on Lord so you know then I started negotiating with the Lord again <laughs> I was like okay Lord I didn't mean yes to that part I was just saying like yes to what you know I'm saying like I was gonna do better as a wife <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> so, so anyway he did he spoke to me so I said okay well let me go to school so I negotiated you know like God let me let me do go to school first you know is that all right uh, and so I went to school and got my master's in Christian studies just for myself for my own learning and that gave me the discipline to read the word yeah. because, you know, my attention span is short. Getting yeah. up, trying to read the word, set on my own wasn't just going to happen, right? At that point in my life, you know, life was just busy. So going to school gave me that discipline. And that's what I did while, when I came back from that sabbatical. And even through the time I was in school, which is about 18 months, he was still doing the same thing. But it wasn't bothering me to the place that it was before. God gave me what they call that peace that yeah. surpasses all understanding. I know what that scripture really, really means because you can have peace in the midst of chaos, right? Yeah. So to be, this is this is where this is where God embedded in us to do what we're doing now. We didn't know it then, but watch the miracle that's about to happen here. Okay. So Yolanda comes back and she goes on a sabbatical. I I still got the alcohol on my breath. I can't control it. I've, I've been drinking. I was drinking twenty plus years before mm -hmm. I met her. So I had this strong vice grip in me that I couldn't change. And I was ready for a fight when she came home because that's what we did. I was ready for her to say, hey, you've been drinking. But when she came in, she had this glow about her. She hugged me. She told me about what happened, her experience. And she was so excited and so happy. And here I am ready to fight. But she she, she didn't come that way. Wow. Uh, what, what amazed me about it is Yolanda's transition happened. Mine didn't come until about a year and a half later. And a lot of us sit out there and we say, Lord, help them out, get them, get them together. After three days, we didn't gave up on the prayer. <laughs> right. Right. Yolanda, Yolanda got an assignment from God during the time that he worked on me. Mm. I, I was still lying to her. I was still deceiving her about my alcohol. I was still drinking until one day she called me from work and she told me, I'm gonna be two hours late. And I had this, I had this all-day bottle for when Yolanda was gonna be gone all day, and I had a two-hour bottle. And I broke out that two-hour bottle. And what happened was I had started getting into the word of God because Yolanda, her spirit about what she was doing was touching my spirit. Mm -hmm. The anointment God puts on our marriages, he keys us into each other. Now, we can either ignore it or we can answer it. Right. And my spirit wanted what she had. So I started reading scripture daily. And my spirit started growing. And it grew to the point that at one day when she said she's going to be late, I cracked the seal on that bottle. And for the first time in my life, I looked at the bottle and said, this is how I'm going to die. Mm -hmm. wow. 
And that was enough for my spirit to say, that's good enough confession. Lord, he's ready. And then a couple of days later, I was reading my scripture because I always read scripture in the morning. Uh, and, and I read the scripture. At, it was uh, September 11, 2013. The scripture for that day was Deuteronomy 30, 11 through 20. And it basically said, today I give you a choice between life and death. Whoa. And I looked at the scripture and I was like, okay, Lord, I, I can't stop. I'm not going to rehab. I got a good job. People know me. I can't stop today. So I, I was thinking that God was telling me that either you stop or you're going to die. And I just knew that it was time for me to die. What I didn't know was that God knew that it was too much for me. He was preparing me. He gave me my answer to his question that he would ask me 10 days later. 10 days later, Yolanda and I went on a, a motorcycle ride. Uh, she had her own motorcycle. I had mine. And uh, I was riding in front. And there was a truck coming on the interstate spinning out. And I thought I could get by the truck. And as soon as the truck went from spinning out in the grass to the concrete, I had nowhere to go. And the truck hit me. Uh, and it ended up, uh, the bumper ended up cutting my, my uh, right leg in half. And I had a broken hip. Uh, but the last thing I remember was the truck hitting my handlebar. I woke up in the hospital. And as they were wheeling me to the, uh, the uh, emergency room, I yelled out, God, I choose life. Mm -hmm. I choose life. Anything you want me to do, I choose life. Now you gotta understand, I'm I'm a man at 300 pounds. I was, I was on a sleep machine. I had high blood pressure. Mm -hmm. I was an alcoholic. And 10 days when I confessed and I was in this accident, I told God, I'm I'm ready to do what you want me to do. Uh that's when he began to heal. And through my eight surgeries, I tell you today that I had I lost 105 pounds altogether. My blood pressure came normal. I, I, I wasn't on the sleep machine anymore. I'm not on the sleep machine anymore. But the miracle was that God took the taste of alcohol from me. I had no more that, craving. That craving. It was almost like I had never had a drink before in my life. Mm. Today, we had 2,770-something days since the last time. I can't even remember that I had a drink. Wow. The fact that he still know those dates. <laughs> <laughs> so so th this is just telling you how the miracle the hand of god hit us right. and and it, and what it did was he was preparing me those that year and a half for that day so that i could be ready if i hadn't been in the word i wouldn't have been able to recognize deuteronomy so i could have answered the question right. i could have been in a hospital making everybody's life miserable because i can't walk the same way no more right this is how God touched us at first. Yeah. And then we still didn't even know we were going to get into the marriage thing yet. But as I healed and as Yolanda and I got closer and I started seeing life as a sober man, mm -hmm. I started noticing things I didn't see before. Mm -hmm. And that's when we got together and decided on how to do it. I think on yeah. our 40th birthday. Yeah. So that's kind of how the story goes. We'll let you go ahead and keep asking us. Maybe. No, no, that's what, the what I love about what I love about you all. And I don't know if you've heard this before, <clears throat> but the freedom you all have. I'm listening to y'all talk about this stuff, and I'm like, ooh, ooh, like <laughs> y'all need to cover that up, right? Because that's the mindset. Yeah. These are things yeah. that people hide. These are things that yeah. people don't want to tell their dirty side, the dirty, their dirty laundry, and the freedom that you all have um, to be able to tell it because it's empowering other people to get mm -hmm. out of it you know that's what's amazing and, and powerful just listening to you all 
it's almost like you know like you just said the taste of alcohol was not in yeah it's almost as if you all really didn't experience this like you you know like it's it's like you guys have have experienced some things there should be like hurt feelings and bitterness and anger and like you all are just it's like it's another life and i mm-hmm. just, i just think that's amazing i think it's amazing what god has done through through you all and for you all um what has been the reaction or not the reaction but what has been the uh the effect of the ministry that god has given you what are some things that's really blown your minds about uh what god let me let me share something real quick mm-hmm. let me yeah. share real quick i'm gonna share so i know you're not gonna tell you when you when we when we first got into the marriage ministry, we still haven't told you how we did that. But you can't set up a booth at a church and have marriage ministry on there because nobody <laughs> nobody's gonna come over there. No, 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 no. sister, sister <laughs> no. The deacons don't want you to know they got an issue with their Nobody. marriage. Nobody's gonna come to you. Nope. But when I preached one Sunday at a church about our story mm-hmm. and about what I went through. After church was over, you can't believe how many people come to the side and pull your shoulder and say, mm-hmm. hey, listen, I got the same thing going on in my house. Right. You know, because it's 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 like you people want, they, they need to hear that they're not the only ones going through that. Yeah, exactly. And, and the reason why some of these situations we go through are so painful is because years after Yolanda and I have gone through my alcoholic uh, fight mm-hmm. with her, the pain was so great that I, I don't forget that I was there. Just like you just said, you said it doesn't even look like you guys were there. Right. I don't want to forget that pain because that gives me foundation for glory. Because right. people will see us and they'll say, you guys ain't been through nothing. You, well, you ain't going through nothing. So we, we have to say, no, that's where we were. And right. we have to fight every day to stay like, like we are. Yeah. And that and that's what's important. And I guess we didn't know how it was gonna affect people. God just kind of dropped in my spirit when I turned 40 in 2015 mm-hmm. to have like a retreat. Mm-hmm. So I, I I pretty much beg our close friends that are couples to come to this retreat and we just gonna hang out and all this. And we prepared some information, but then we kind of slid off the paper and started talking about our story. Yeah. And I, that's when it slipped out. Yeah. Yeah, I was, and then I started looking at him yeah. like, look like we told anybody, you know. Here's how it went. <laughs> Yolanda's very, very good at putting together a program yeah, to teach like people. Classes. And she was in her teaching mode. Uh, yeah. And then I just spit it out. I said, yeah. hey, you know, uh, so I was an alcoholic and when then, I met Yolanda. <laughs> and Yolanda turned around and looked at me, you know. I was like, you was, really told them that. Like, you know, and it, so that's when a piece of the story came out. And then they their reaction to it was so positive yeah. and uplifting and, and encouraging. Yeah. We was like, oh, I think there's something here. Right. So then about six months later, we we had an event in Nashville, and that's when we had unveiled the whole story. Yeah. And all these couples came, and that's when God said, This is your ministry. Yeah. You know, because when I said yes to God and surrendered to him, he was not clear. On what he wanted me to do. Many people go into ministry, they're like, yeah, I'm gonna be a pastor, I'm gonna do this. And I was like, no, God, he ain't told me to be no pastor. You know, that ain't, mm-mm. you know, I know that's like, so I was willing to do anything, honestly, in ministry because I didn't know what he wanted me to do. Right. And by this time, I had walked away because God had started speaking to me really heavy. I walked away from that corporate job, that great six figure job with wonderful benefits. 
and went into ministry and started serving at a church. Wow. And um, so I started serving at this church as a director of spiritual development, creating programs, stuff I was already kind of really good at putting programs together. But in this context, it was with a church. So that also let me get deeper into the word and deeper into my obedience level, right? right. And so then we had that retreat, then we had the event. And that's when God really made it clear to both of us that this is our lane. And I'm just a, a proponent of staying in your lane. And I knew that, okay, God, so, you know, you go through that process of what are people going to say? You know, you still won't get judged. There's still stages that we can't speak on because we went through a divorce. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and there's certain speakers that won't allow people who don't, no matter how strong and great your marriage may be now, won't wow. allow that. Wow. So, and you know, it's just like women who don't are not allowed to preach in every pulpit. So it's the same situation. And so I had to get that mindset, the judgment of people. And then once God just really empowered us to really tell, that's when this, the pastor at the church that I was serving really encouraged us to put it in a book. Well, and, 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 let, me, and let me tell you how that conversation went. Mm -hmm. I was actually writing a book anyway. Yeah, he had started writing his story. That's, I was, that's right. I was, that's writing right. A, I was writing a, in the process of writing his book. I mean, I got to where I was like, close to the middle of that book. I had I had some good stuff now. Because I was gonna I was gonna write our story. Yeah. Now here's where husbands need to understand and wives need to understand that when you're anointed in a marriage, that's you have to listen for God through your spouse. Mm -hmm. And a lot of time the enemy has us so tripping on our egos where we don't listen. I I got what I'm doing what I'm doing. But God is going to speak through you to you through your spouse. He wants that because he wants you all to work together. So while I'm writing this book, Yolanda comes in and says, babe, I think we need to write this book together. Hmm. And that was my first instinct, what I just told you. I said, no, no, I got this. Let me do this first. We'll do something together later. And I was adamant about that. But when I didn't listen to Yolanda, the spirit hit me one night when I was in bed and said, you need to do this with your wife. And that's when we came together that's right. and we started to write the book mm -hmm. together. Yep. And because I ain't gonna disobey the spirit and it took the alcohol mm -hmm. away from me, did all that, I'm not going there. Yeah. So. And then so after we got even encouraged from alcohol, like I said, the pastor, Pastor Vinny, continued to encourage us to do it. Mm -hmm. And so the book, when you read our book, is laid out to where I write one chapter from my voice, my point of view, my perspective. And then the very next chapter is his voice, his point of view, his perspective. So you're going back and forth and you're getting both of our perspectives. But we're talking, we're saying the same but thing. But talking about the story. Yeah, right. So that's what makes it really interesting in the book. Yeah, awesome. So you guys have come together, right? I, I'm, I'm gonna throw a little shade right now, okay? Okay. <laughs> I, I, my wife and I used to teach the Sunday school class. And I just have an issue with men writing a book about how marriage should be and not including the wife, right? Because to me, it takes both perspectives, right? I have learned so much uh, from teaching the Sunday school class, but um, we stopped teaching because we don't have y'all testimony, okay? So we we were, you don't have, have y'all testimony. So we wasn't reaching nobody, really. I mean, the people who came to our class, they 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 seemed to have it all together. They, you know, we had the people who wanted to be in the class. They, 
the, they weren't there because like the marriage was like about to be over. But um, you know, God God had us in that position for a purpose. But I love mm-hmm. the fact that you guys came together and shared your corporate story. Not one person saying this is how you should be married and the wife is not involved, or the wife is saying it and the man the husband is not involved. Um so I really appreciate that about your story. I love just the energy that you all have, the freedom that you all have. I mean, I really can't get over that. You know, the freedom mm-hmm. that you all have to 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 walk in this freedom. It's amazing though that there are people who won't let you help other people just because of your past. That's yeah. that's interesting. Well, so- the one thing I I think we got to, we have to do is Yolanda and I we we follow we follow the Lord's lead. Mm-hmm. Like you, the platform that you have, we all of us were created to have the Lord put those in front of us that He can bless through us. Right. You know, your platform is the same way. Uh, we're just following God. We pray for those individuals that God has for us. We don't go out and get them. Yeah. You know, this is why we don't sit up here and have a campaign or rent commercials out and say, hey, come talk to Billy and Yolanda. <laughs> You know, we don't we don't do that because, you know, the Lord knows who who's praying for what. Yeah. And and that's what we pray for. So now we stay in our lead. Now, I understand what you're saying about some people writing books. Some people feel they may be led to. But I, I stay in my lane about what we need to do. I just told you I was going to write the book myself. Oh, yeah. But I've learned to listen. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah, I learned to listen. Yeah. And this is what God did for us. And this is how it worked out. So let me ask you this. What is one of the most surprising responses that you all have got from a reader? Ooh, surprising responses. Something that like, um, you were like, wow, this really was God. I mean, I know you knew it was God, but even when God gives you something, you still have that moment when he really shows himself that you're like, wow, this really was God. I think what? people were really shocked of what we actually were going through, especially people that know us who didn't have an idea um, uh, of the struggle that we were going through, you know, because we were so good with putting that face up. And then when they read the details, I mean, there's even some details that we don't tell every time we speak that's in that book <laughs> as well, you know, uh, just to do time and whatever topic yeah. or whatever. But um, I think they were just shocked that we one continue to endure with each other. Yeah. That's one thing. I think the one thing people always ask me as a wife, how did you do it? Right. For, for, for a year and a half. For a year and a half. Really? How did you wait? Because that is a struggle with many people. A lot of people that are that are, I would say, attracted to us or yeah. that follow us yeah. are people what we call standing in the gap for their marriage. And so listen, they're, they're this, believing God for a miracle in right. their marriage. This is the mindset of them when they come up. Babe, I'm sorry. This is the mindset. They're ready. Bill and Yolanda are gonna fix me this weekend. <laughs> but then when Yolanda tells them that she went through her experience, mm-hmm. and then a year and a half later, they're yeah, like, oh, I'm not trying to hear no yeah, year, year and a half. That. And that's that. when we have to, mm-hmm. that's when Yolanda starts really teaching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that to me is that's when they start saying, Man, to be God. Like, how do you keep up? How do you do that? You know? And so I would say that would be the most surprising thing. What comes to mind is the scripture where Jesus uh, Jesus is saying that uh, the the wife, if you have if a wife has an unbelieving husband, that's right. or the unbelieving the husband has an unbelieving wife, you mm-hmm. stay in it because the the wife 
justifies the unbeliever. And that's what's coming to mind, just seeing how God moving on you became, you know, the 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 radius or the the impetus for change through the whole house. You know, that yeah. that, that's what yeah. really sticks out. I love that. Yeah, a lot of times people give up because they just feel like if I'm the only one doing the work, they he ain't doing the work or she right. not doing the work, then that's when they give up or just do uh, right. go to a divorce or whatever. But they really, the Bible teaches us it can take one person. One yeah. person can be the light in the darkness, even, yeah. even in your home. And this is okay. why. Because when Yolanda went to the mountain and she submitted to God, just picture the father putting his hands around Yolanda saying, okay, now I have you. Mm -hmm. Everything you're praying for, I will take care of. Mm -hmm. Even if Billy doesn't make the right decision, mm -hmm. you will be taken care of. That's right. That was my mindset. And, and a lot of people in relationships, and it's mostly the women, they want the husband to act right, but they don't. They forget to put God first. Right. right. It's not about the husband. It's about the power of God. Mm -hmm. And that's what hit me. Now, I was all, I already believed in God and everything, but I just couldn't get past alcohol. I couldn't do it, and, and, and my flesh was weak to lie and everything. But through Yolanda, God took care of me. I just had to admit that I had the problem. Yeah. yeah. I didn't have to tell nobody, but consciously I had to admit it. And that's what happened to save my life. You know, we got to put God first. So, Billy, uh, Yolanda tells me that uh, you're working on another book. So let's uh, let's hear about this. What's 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 coming down the pipe? Okay, well I didn't know she would think you, baby. So nice <laughs> oh, you. So sweet. No, don't, don't say the movie. Don't do the movie. Uh, well, he, when we go to these retreats, most of the time Yolanda and I have a section in our retreat where the wives will go with Yolanda and the husbands will go with me. And one of the biggest topics that we had, because I'm 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 a big preacher about God first. And a lot of the men were saying it was hard for them to devote the time with the word. Mm. In other words, a lot of people can't get into, you know, I, I've tried to read Genesis 25 times, but I can't get past it. A lot of people don't know how to get into the word of God. Uh -huh. So what happened was I started writing devotions and I took down the names and numbers of the guys at the retreat and I would send them a devotion out once a week. In a text message. And I started in, in 2017. Yeah. And I'd send out a text message. And Yolanda would laugh at me because I, I would text everybody individually. individually. Oh, and Lord. then they started growing. And, yeah. I, I got, and it started growing I, and growing. I got, yeah. And I was like, babe, you're texting like 100 people on Wednesday. Right. Is that, you know, that don't make sense. Yeah, would, Every Wednesday, would, first thing in the morning, <laughs> the devotions, first thing I said was, babe, they, they long. Nobody want to read all that. Uh, it's long. <laughs> and so then I told him to put out a message so that they could choose text or email. You know, because he was so old school on all of this, trying to uh, give him up. Fingers then he that list of, huh? His fingers were yeah. swollen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I was on it. I was like, this dude. Go ahead. So, man. so, so that it, when Yolanda gave me the the to send it out to say text or email, that was a good way for those who didn't want me to send them anymore mm -hmm. not to respond. Yeah, and wanted to, I definitely wanted to weed out who didn't want this. No, there's no big deal. But I, I got a response body, and but I got different, you know, emails. So I did that. So I did that for a while. And in the beginning of last year, I think, I said, Yolanda, I'm gonna need you to help me to, to get this kind of quick. <laughs> so still so, so I did it. So anyway, I put it together and it was working so well with these guys that uh I decided to put them in a book form. And I called my editor 
And uh, he said, this would be great. It's a great idea. So the next book that's coming out is a devotional book. And it has 52 devotions in there, one devotion per week uh, for a whole year. And it's, and it's, it's guided to help men and women, because women read it too, mm -hmm. to get into the habit of getting into God's word. word. It's like a kickstart, you know, a, 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 a gateway Bible thing, if you want to say it. <laughs> because I want people to, to get into the habit like I got into habit. God taught me how to get into that habit. I started reading scriptures, but I didn't understand how, what they were talking about. But I said, I'm going to read it. I told God I was going to read it and I read them. But it's like playing with fire. You keep on, you get burned. You keep playing with the scripture. It's going to feed your spirit. And the spirit pulled me into the word more. So if somebody could take this book that I'm about to put out with devotionals for a whole year, after that year, you should get yourself into some type of habit of wanting to read something. And that's the that's my prayer for this book, that it'll help everyone. It's almost like Yolanda and I are trying to grab someone's hand and put it in God's hand yeah. and let them go from there. Have you, uh, you got a title yet or? Not that, not, 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 one of the most amazing things for me is a grown man setting his ways in his 40s and 50s to come to say they're ready to give up alcohol. I'm ready to give up this addiction. I'm tired of it. And, and my number is given out. So I get calls two in the morning for people that are like, I'm about to go drive my car. My wife's driving me crazy. And we get to talk, you know. So to, to have that, that's, that's great for me because I, I, I want to work for the Lord like that. You know, and I want to share people. I don't want people to have an accident like I had. Right. You see, I was so stubborn and so caught in there that I had to take a whooping to, to change routes. Mm -hmm. I want everybody to do what Yolanda did and 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 ask for and, and submit and do it the right way without all that pain. Yeah. Because it was pain. Amazing though. Like God needs to show both sides. He needs to show yeah. I, I love and I work with the willing vessel. But I'm also yeah. able to shape and mold and yeah. and 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 reconstruct the unwilling vessel as well. And That's they true. both come to the same place of freedom and 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 wholeness, you know, even though they come from two different sides of the spectrum. That's amazing. That's amazing. One of the things we like to do on the show here uh, is speak to aspiring writers as well, people who want to do what you've done. So what I'd like to do is ask if you could give a piece of advice to someone who is starting on their writing path or starting to write a book, what would be that piece of advice from your experience? I'm gonna let the writer speak. <laughs> he is the writer. You, first of all, I'm gonna tell you, you gotta pray on everything. Okay. Because when I write, the least me, on devotions, like I said, I don't know what you're praying for, but I would pray that the devotion that the Lord gives me will help you or help someone who's praying to him. So pray on it first. The second thing is, I would say that if anybody, and I learned this from my wife, even though she passed it to me. <laughs> the second thing I would tell anybody that's aspiring to write, a good practice tool is to journal. 
if you journal things that go on in your life, some negatives, some positives, going back, looking at what happened last year, and you start putting that stuff on paper, you start getting yourself in a position to where you can write. You know, you start putting yourself to where you can teach yourself how to write things that so people can see them. Like when I didn't have the taste of alcohol anymore, you could feel that, you could see that. So you can get to the point where you can write about how outside looked on the day that you had your worst day. You know what I mean? For somebody to tell me the sun was out, the weather was good, people were playing, but that was the worst day of my life. And then you go into it because you've learned that from your journal. Yeah. And that's a good way to start off. After that, let the Lord lead you. Let the Lord lead you. Awesome. You guys have been awesome. I'm so glad to have had y'all on the show. And it's wonderful to see God bring us full circle. Isn't it, Yolanda? It is. It is. You know, could you ever imagine when we're running King's Lane and that you would be here this day? You know, I just love it. Yeah. I just want to say, too, I'm so proud of the work that you're doing and that you are really supporting, encouraging others to get out there and put their stories out there. And as a publisher and what you're doing is just amazing. So keep it up, brother. Keep it up. So thank you. Proud of you. Proud of you. Thank you. So how can people reach Billy and Yolanda if they are wanting to read the book? Maybe they want to, most importantly, maybe they heard your testimony and they want help. How can people reach? Absolutely. Absolutely. So our website is livingpeaceministries.org. That's the best place to just reach us. Right there, you'll be able to book a session with us um uh at any time we still do sessions we still do counseling uh we speak at retreats so if we have retreats or conferences coming up we'll put them on our website as well um we also our book you can purchase our book through our website or through amazon you can get ib web's journey to a godly marriage is the name of our book and when billy launches his it'll be on the website too <laughs> also find us on social media on, on all social media platforms with billy and yolanda that's Facebook, uh, Instagram, and YouTube. Uh, if you go to YouTube and you just want to hear some encouragement, we have hours and hours of videos that we have recorded on our YouTube channel at Billy and Yolanda. Yes. And so you can just go through it and binge on it if you want to, to give you some of that encouragement, a word. Everything is very Christian-based. So that's how you can connect with us. Awesome. And I try to calm down on some of them till Yolanda you know, tells me to stop. <laughs> <laughs> or wait a minute just be ready to laugh too because he does have plenty of jokes on the video yeah, so. yeah. that's what i love about y'all like the, it, it's so authentic and you you all are free to just be who you are you're not putting on any airs i love that about you all and the platform that you have and i know god has a lot for you all coming up so uh again thank you again for the opportunity to interview you all um Everyone, please like and share and subscribe. Uh, Post some comments on this video. You can watch this on YouTube at True Vine University. Follow us on Facebook at The Right Change Podcast. And this podcast will be available audio through any podcast platforms. The Jacksons, I love you all again. Thank you for coming on. And you all have a wonderful day. Thank you. God bless you.